Come on, Shay, everyone, and welcome back to Old Man on the Mountain, the podcast where young people tell stories they may one day tell their kids, or perhaps their grandchildren, if they make it that far. I am Jim Hall, and with me, I am with Craig Massey. Hi. And together we welcome our good friend, Greg Brennan. Oh, hello. Yay. Greg Yay. Brennan. Yeah. It's about time. You know, it is about time. You Well, this is like the... Probably the third or fourth consecutive weekend we tried to get you to do it. I'm a very busy person. Yeah, you're like, very hard very, to nail down. When I pencil in, it's really erasable. Yeah, it's very, so. very pencil. <laughs> it's not. not yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we waited, and now we can have our sweet 16 podcast with Greg Brennan. Yes. I think it's fitting. Yes, episode 16. I forgot to mention that. Thank you, mm-hmm. sir. I, I can't need be- to know how many we've done. I think I yeah. like to say it. It makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So, had you guys have a good weekend this weekend? Yes. I, I did, yes. I went out with Greg on um, Friday night. We went to a, um, a an Italian restaurant in Silver Lake called uh, Speranza. And Ooh. they made homemade Italian, you know, all homemade pasta. And it was great. I had some uh, pesto fettuccine. And it's BYOB. So we had uh, oh, nice. uh, a couple bottles of wine with Miss Carol Fay, who was a past guest. And it was good. Good times. It was like a nice atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And before that, we got a martini. Yes, we did. At Lola's, which is one of the last times we might go there walking from my house since I'm moving. Mm-hmm. But Craig and I oh, often yeah. would get happy hour at Lola's yeah. over there in West Hollywood. Yeah, but now I'm going to be neighbors with you guys. Yay. Yep. It, uh, it's exciting, yes. We, yeah, we, everyone's a like, big yep. neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about your weekend? It was Jim? really good. I actually spent today brewing beer with Rob. Ah. So I'm feeling a little sleepy because I've been standing out in the sun for the last four or five hours. And you know how that just kind of sucks the life out of you a little bit. It certainly does. But it's we made a nice little uh, honey wit beer. Ooh. It's going to be tasty as hell. It's going to be a nice little summer treat. Mm. Looking forward to it. Refreshing. Speaking of beer, it was funny yesterday because I went to a barbecue. And you know, usually in a barbecue you try to buy like a nice beer. But all I was in the mood for was Budweiser. Yep. So I bought a six pack of Budweiser and everyone else brought nice beer. And then I think I got paranoid and I thought everyone was talking about me because I bought the Budweiser. <laughs> and I, I kept drinking it. Uh, then I ended up drinking all six Budweisers because no one wanted to touch the Budweiser. Well, that's but don't you guys get in that mood sometimes? Oh, or usually if it's like a hot summer afternoon, yeah. I usually would rather just have like a Coors Light. You don't need an India Pale Ale. Yeah, it's just refreshing. Yeah. And I was actually thinking in the liquor store when I was buying the Budweiser, I was like, oh, well, I haven't seen regular Coors in a while. And then the dude... That was having the barbecue. His neighbor came over. This big fat dude who drinks a lot of beer. You could tell he was drinking Coors. Oh wow! So I hmm. talked to him about it. The non-silver bullet. Yes. <laughs> the bank totally beer, like <laughs> yellow or gold. Mm-hmm. Is that is that banquet beer? That's Coors, right? I don't know. I think it is. High Life is the champagne of beers. Champagne. I think Coors mm-hmm. is the banquet beer. Is it? Oh. <laughs> wow. It sounds very. It makes it sound really official. It's just like. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, like it should come in like some sort of wooden cup. And... <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like Budweiser, the jackass beer. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's what I was used to. Yeah. I was like the jackass guy. Uh, I think I behave myself for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I want to drive. Oh, we should mention today is Mother's Day, so we should Ooh, say yeah. hello ha- and uh, happy Mother's Day to our mothers. Jim and I actually have um, a similar type of mom because they're both named Maureen. And our parents are both named John as well. And John. So, yeah. you know, and they share parents. Yeah, yeah, it's actually the same two people. <laughs> My, uh, speaking of Mother's Day, I saw something funny today. My my friend Sabrina made a post. I, I'm paraphrasing this on Facebook, but it was basically like, 
you know, to all my friends who are mothers, happy Mother's Day. I'm going to continue to uh, indefinitely keep my status as crazy aunt. <laughs> and I was like, that's <laughs> awesome. I totally am crazy Uncle Jim, or I will be someday. <laughs> Pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, I am literally crazy Uncle Craig. Oh, yeah, you are literally an uncle. Oh, yes. I have been since I was in, it's like 13 years old. <laughs> that's kind of cool. And I've got, just gotten crazier and crazier. And they, as the girls have grown up, uh, and boys, uh, they have been able to you know mature and then actually see how crazy i am <laughs> now they're finally understanding how crazy you are oh yes well uh let's take a little break and then we'll uh, we'll come back after that break yes and stuff yeah and do what we do mm-hmm. okay see you bye yeah we'll be back and we are back and i am proud to introduce mr greg brennan to tell a story this time. Hello. Hi. Um, so this is fun. I'm going to tell a story. The, yeah, that's uh, what we do. Yep. I was, well, you guys knew, but I was taking an acting class like last month and we had to do this exercise where you sit in front of a partner and then one person talks and the other person just has to listen and not allowed to talk. So it's kind of an interesting exercise. And but the lot- other person, uh, sorry to interrupt, the other person pretends they're a tree. Yes, that, okay. and basically they sit there, and you can only make facial expressions. Ooh. But the other, so the so the teacher will throw out topics, and then he threw out when I was talking, and the other person had to listen. He threw out the topic when I was a little boy or girl. So all of a sudden, the story popped in my head, and I think it's a good story to tell here on your little podcast oh, great. situation, because when I was growing up, my na- next door neighbors were the Dettermans, and it was mom and dad, and they had three daughters and the oldest daughter was Carly and the middle one was Robin and the youngest was Jenny and Jenny was my age so we were in the same grade yes Jenny and uh so one day we were we we were little we were like third grade and we were outside playing in the yard and she said that she had to go to her sister's play that night and so you know I, I had never seen a live play before so it kind of interested me to be like you know, how old were you? It was third grade. No, maybe, you know, at this point I was second grade. So it was little and I'd never seen a play, like, um, besides maybe like a little thing that we did in school. Mm-hmm. And her sister was older, like in maybe eighth or ninth grade. So Whoa. that to me was like really Whoa, old. Yeah. That was like professional play. And so I went home and I said, Mom, I want to go see Carly Dederman's play. And my mom was like, oh, okay. So that seems innocent enough. Yeah. We bought tickets to the play and we went to see it and I remember it being one of the most fun nights ever when I was a little kid and it was the sound of music and I started singing like all the songs and this dude that looked old to me then but he was probably you know 18 and he goes you should try out for the next play because you keep singing all the songs I didn't realize that I was sitting in the audience singing like <laughs> all the songs without really knowing what the songs were but I was basically singing along with all oh, these wow. kids so, like you're a, a genius. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. This kid's it's, like a fish in water. He's a, <laughs> he's a natural born theater person. <laughs> or actor is the other word they use. Entertainer. Yes. And an annoyance to everyone else around. Yes. Oh, as are all actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so actually, yeah, that 18-year-old, was he going like, hey, you should try out for the play? Or was Shut he saying up. like, hey, why don't you just try out for the fucking play next time, <laughs> yeah. all right? Shut the hell up right <laughs> yeah. now. It's hard to say. He didn't understand irony at that point. Well, you just crushed me. Oh. <laughs> Um, I'm sure he's wrong. <laughs> Hypothetical situation, Greg. Get over it. 
right, I gotta get over it. yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. All right, so you're singing. So da 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 do re whatever it is. And so I I decided that I needed to be in a play after watching that like that performance. I was just like, I'm going to be in a play. So the next year came along, and I was in third grade, and I tried out for the play, and I got in. And the play was no no a million times no, and it basically introduced me to like the rest of my life. And little yeah, does yeah. little does Carly Detterman know, but she had a really big influence on who I am today. I don't even think I probably would have ended up going to Emerson if I had never been in that first play because there was no one else that I knew that really was in plays like in the neighborhood. There was no way like I would be introduced to it. You know, yeah, I played yeah. little league and basketball and soccer, but like everyone does, right? Yeah. But yeah, a play, yeah. it's like kind of one of those things where you don't really introduce I, I don't know I don't maybe yeah. till high school I don't know I just I don't know why I would literally in your blood yeah but if it wasn't for Carly Detterman I would have never been introduced to me but I would have never known about it was this the kind of thing where like your school had like it was grades one through nine or something it was called or? it was like a private thing but it was called um, the Merrimack Junior Theater oh. and basically it was kind of like a community thing for children so they did it from Second to eighth grade, and then they had a sixth to tenth grade. Oh, so in like or seventh to tenth or something. So one of the years you can be in both. So when I was a, uh, when I was in sixth grade, I was Pinocchio, and that's before my balls dropped. Meaning <laughs> I still had a high voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then later, and that was in the fall. And then later that spring is when they do the older kids play. So at that point, I was like, <laughs> like you know, like really, like really bad. But I still had it. But like. I was in a play from third, fourth, fifth, se- two and six, seventh, eighth, and then I did all like a drama, and I did the musicals in high school, and it's it, I, it took up most of my time, and a lot of like my friends that I knew, and a lot of the pe- like people I hung out with, you know, knew me as someone that did plays. Were you very dramatic outside of the theater? No, that's the weird thing. And, and the a lot thing, of the people are very dramatic. Very, very, very dramatic. Kids. The, the one Look. thing I, I found out was senior year, we did we entered this thing called the New England Drama Festival, and it was kind of like a competition thing. And, I, and up until, you know, you see movies or TV shows and everyone like kind of makes fun of theater people, but Andover had pretty okay, like normal, not that obnoxious theater people. And I didn't realize how obnoxious theater people could be until I <laughs> went to the New England Drama Festival. Like, like, this oh isn't God. just a cliche. And it was actually real. the reason I didn't go to college to do theater. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm hanging out with these people for the next four years of my life. Right. Like, I just did not want to do that. Like, it was... Little did you know you'd be eventually transferred to Emerson. <laughs> I was and, like, and with the, the anyway. most... But did you do... Th- I didn't do any you, theater. You weren't a theater nope. major at Emerson, I didn't, right? I didn't do any theater. I just kind of quit it. Yeah. And then when I moved back out to LA, I kind of started again. But... I guess the the main point of the story is that I should give Carly Dinnerman a call and just say, fuck you for leading me down this horrible, horrible path. <laughs> Look at where I've come. No. The passive disillusionment. <laughs> yeah. I poverty. I know you said that as a joke, but I really think you should do that. <laughs> Maybe I will just let her know. Are you but happy? Are you no, happy, Carly Dinnerman? She just doesn't know, you know? It's really weird. Like, any one I of think- us could have done something that... Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to get know. a call like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't say I'm sure that I've inspired anybody to do anything, but maybe I have. Maybe there was like one thing I did, some kid, when he was a kid, knew, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Like, you never, it, it's, it'd be it'd be cool to hear it, even for good or bad. It'd be like, hey, thanks to you, I'm in prison. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? I'm sorry. Well, that, what was that one kid you harassed daily and ten, then he just left school? You know? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, that, but that, I know that, that effect. <laughs> I'm talking about like a, like a mystery. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. 
I guess you'll never know. Like, you know. You never know how you positively affect But for us, like, say for this, right? Like, we did the video yearbook. Maybe there was some freshman who saw a Bengal cam or something and thought it was funny and decided he wanted to do it. That was, like, for me, like, my freshman year, I saw that senior year's video yearbook and I was, like, really inspired Mm -hmm. about it to the point of being like, you know what? I think I really want to do that and not just as, like, screwing around. Like, it actually, like, made me believe that it would be possible to actually do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, so... Maybe that was Mr. Q. Maybe there was the one or two kids that were like kind of like really in charge. You know, whatever it was. I mean, so one of them inspired me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's kind of it'd be cool. It'd be cool to tell somebody, "Hey, you changed my life. I live in LA now." I think I can Thanks do that. I think I'll find her on Facebook because I think I'm friends with her sister Jenny Devin, um, who I've kind of lost touch with over the years. But it kind of leads me not. It doesn't lead me at all. There was no transition here. But in the back of my head, I was going to tell two stories. Is that cheating? No, it's fine because Go for it's it. like another story that kind of shaped. Who I am today. Okay. But it has more to do with... So, during the summers growing up, we would always go to Hampton Beach, which, for you listeners that don't know, it's in New, ha- it's in New Hampshire, and it's kind of, how do we say it? A trash. little bit trashy. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not kind of trashy. <laughs> and, it and, is. And, like, and actually, yeah. growing up, I was embarrassed to say it because, like, everyone thinks it's trashy, but everyone goes there, and then, like... But we were in... I was always be like, oh, well, my parents' condo is in Northampton. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like a little bit north, Rye, so it's but... near Rye. It's like almost, well, it's Rye not on the Wall- strip. And like Wallace Sands, that's like super nice. Yeah, yeah it's really nice. nice. Yeah. We had a nice beach, it was great. But, if you, you know, growing up when you're little, like the most exciting thing is to go down to where it's really trashy. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you were in high school, the strip at Hampton Beach was, like, the best place in the world to go. Yeah. So it was awesome. It's, like, always yeah. traffic and you, like, cruise the strip. Go get yeah. some beach pizza. And play some laser tag, eat some yeah. fried dough, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just... Watch fireworks on Wednesday nights. Yeah. Remember yeah. that was a well, thing? The ski of a This is my story, Jim. Oh, sweet. Right. Perfect. Jim, you did, like, the transition for me. Oh, perfect. There you go. <laughs> That's I, what I'm I, here yeah. for. That's why I got paid the big bucks for this. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this is episode 16. Yeah. We know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Every Wednesday, unfortunately for my dad, he, he, he worked very hard and he wasn't able to spend a lot of time at the beach besides the weekends. But one night, he would just stay in, in our Andrew house because it was too far to drive all the way to New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Just for like the night. To, yeah. And so, but every Wednesday from the time we got the condo there, every Wednesday night, he would come. And we would go to the fireworks. It was just like a transition. He really liked going, and he knew we liked going. And he would take us every Wednesday for like years upon years and years and years. And it was like a very special tradition. And I used to see things all the time. Like it was like almost like seeing firsts, you know, like kind of seeing kids that were only a little bit older than me smoking a cigarette and being like, ooh, I kind of want to do that. That could be me. And then my dad would make a little comment like, why do people smoke? You know, like make, trying to make like it so like I wouldn't do it. Or but in fact, knowing in a background, he's you. knowing I'm going to do <laughs> You're it. You're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or like I saw these two people like really mad making out. Like I was like, that would be fun too, making out on the beach. Like you I never made out with anyone. Making out? Yeah, I never made out with anyone before. You know, it's like, like whoa. That, it's like you see it on the movie, but when you see it up close, you're like, whoa. So like, things like that would happen. But um, the one day that I really remember, because as you guys know, I'm kind of obsessed with um, bands like Fish and Grateful Dead like, in the jam band community. And I don't think we have to word kind of obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we don't need a, a minor, like, yeah. something that I talk about a lot yeah. and listen to a lot. But I was walking down the beach, and this was when I was a little bit old, not really. Like, it was the summer, let's see, it was 95, so it was the summer after 7th grade going into 8th grade, I think. Some heady times. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and this was before I knew anything. I knew of, like, the Grateful Dead, but I didn't know, like, what... 
you know, I didn't really listen to them. You know, when I heard the name, I assumed they were like hard rock. Yeah, almost like a Black Sabbath kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of people do. And before I even knew who Black Sabbath was, I remember just hearing Grateful Dead thinking like, wow, that must be crazy. Yeah. We should try to paint the uh, picture, a historical picture of 1995. No, okay. The country was in the midst of the O.J. Simpson trial. Yes. Silver chairs, frog no, no, no. stomp. 95 was already over by then, I think. Right? No, no. because 7th grade, they announced it. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. This was right after 7th grade. So, and then, what do you think? Silver chairs, frog stomp had just been released. Yep. <laughs> As And we were patiently awaiting the release of Green Day's Dookie. That summer, I began guitar oh, yes. lessons, actually. Jim Hall began yeah, see, guitar lessons. Just as important as the other stuff. Obviously. And, and Greg... Spending his time at the beach watching people make up. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to be a little dramatic yeah. there and do it. So, so thank you for allowing me that. Yeah, and then continue your summer. Should write a song like "Summer of '95." Well, I was just actually thinking like the summer of '69, the Brian yeah. Adams song. Yeah, which I don't want. '95 sounds like a good year. Yeah, it's the summer of '95. We can yeah. just rewrite it. <laughs> and I don't want to take the spotlight here, but I was looking into the song of this that song, the summer of '69, because I'd heard it at karaoke. I'm like, man, that's a great song. I forgot how great it was. Did some research, totally made up. It didn't even form his band until like 1974 or something like that. It was like, really? The whole song was about how, like, he they had like their first band and two- his first love. It was like, he was born in, I think they said he was born in like 1963. So it's like, he, oh. the summer's just 90s, nothing damn. Brian Adams? Yeah. Okay. Totally made up. Oh, that makes sense totally now thinking about it. Yeah. That's bullshit. But it was like, I used to, I'm like, that song was like, man, that's such an awesome sentimental, that's what a great song. It's like, oh, it's totally made up. Anyway. It's funny that we're talking about Jack, too, because I think one line in that song is like, uh, Cadillac with the Grateful Dead sticker on a Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, Yeah. anyway. Listen, Brian Adams. Fuck off. Keisha actually brushes her teeth with a (laughs) bottle of Jack, and Billy Joel went to Leningrad. All right? (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. I hope he listens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's I like, hope he's it. hearing this right now. Well, he never felt guilty about making up those lyrics until now. He's like, ah, I didn't think anyone would call me on it. Mm-hmm. But in this national forum, I'm finally exposed. Anyway, continue, Greg. I'm sorry. So it's Wednesday night, and um, in August, I think it was August 9th, but I could be wrong. But I, I think it was. <laughs> because it was, the day, it was the day that Jerry Garcia died. So Okay, all right. Uh, all right. But I didn't know, really the importance of him in this community of people. It just so happened that when we were walking down to the fireworks, and, it, and mind you, seventh grade, going eighth grade, you're kind of a little, like, not wanting to be with your dad all the time, and probably, you know, yeah, so it's like getting a bit weird, and you're like, dead. okay, I'll go down. You know, it's not yeah. that exciting. I'll get an ice cream cone if you wouldn't But stay. you have your little siblings, so it's kind of like you can't just be the dick. You right, can't go along. exactly. And, and you're too young to just let you go. Well, I guess they could let you hang out on your Like, room. I probably would have, but I still, you know. Yeah. And then back in the... Deep down, really, you know, back of my head, you really do want to go because it is, it is like a tradition. But yeah, but I was probably like, oh, eh. but it just so happened that 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 same night there was a rat dog concert that was going to be playing at the Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom, oh, which, oh, yeah. as you know, yeah. is not a casino, but it maybe used to be back in the day. But they have a ballroom where bands play. I saw Weirdo Yankovic there one time. Mm-hmm. No, I think I awesome. went to that show. I think it was on my birthday. Oh yeah, in yeah high school. Yeah. yeah. So it just so happened on this Wednesday night, going down the fireworks, which it gets crazy down there. You know, it's like everyone goes to see the fireworks. Yeah, Wednesday so it's already, it's already always crazy, yeah. packed, lots of people. And all these hippies were there. And it was the first time I had ever been around hippies, or what you would think you would call hippies, by, based on the way they looked and acted. And I, I, I just remember always thinking in the back of my head, that's what, that's like 
what I feel like. That's what I want to be like. That's where it was like the first time I saw a, a big group of people where I was like, I felt like I could relate to without knowing anything about them. And it turned out that it, they were all there for a rat dog concert. And Bob Weir plays in Rat Dog, and he's an ori- original Grateful Dead member. And I just remember feeling like this weird feeling of like, like you knew wanting it, to be yeah. around these people. And that was my introduction to these people. And then from then on, I've been really annoying about it. And like, that's like <laughs> all I talk about. But it really yeah, it shaped my life. So Carly Detterman and the fans of Grateful Dead at the Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom kind of led me to where I am now. I can see where that would happen. I mean, like, you know, like, like I'm really into metal, but I wouldn't say it's because of the, the fans. Because generally, like, they're a bunch of idiots and, like, you know, redneck assholes mostly. But, like, I could see I went with Greg to the Fish Festival last year and, like, there really was a very palpable vibe from the people, and it was like really just friendly and just kind of like everyone's cool, hanging out. Like no one's gonna give you shit. No one's gonna steal your wallet. You're just hanging out. You know, it's just it was awesome and awesome about that. They might accidentally steal your shoes or your wallet, but it's not on purpose. It's just like, hey man, like oh, I was confused. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize. But yeah. sorry. Hey, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Hey, peace, peace <laughs> out, guys. I asked my dad who the people were, and he said, Oh, I think there's like. A Grateful Dead concert there or something, and he's like, Harry Garcia died, but so I don't know like why they're here. He didn't really hmm. know what was going on, but let's just say by the end of that summer, this was already August. I I had purchased, I had had my mom purchase me from Newbury Comics <laughs> yes. a tie dyed Grateful Dead T shirt. Nice. And then the rest is history. <laughs> did it have a Did it have a bear on it? It did. Oh yeah, dancing, <laughs> dancing bear. Yeah, and a bear involved in it with a skull. <laughs> wow. You know. That skull logo is so badass. It's yeah. so metal. <laughs> it's more metal than anthrax, I'll tell you that. And I probably had only listened to one CD. But I knew that's what I liked. It was touch, a weird touch feeling. of gray, man. <laughs> Uncle John's... Uncle John's band was on it. Yeah. No, no touch of gray. Oh. So, yeah, I remember um, Jerry Garcia dying, too, and also not necessarily understanding the significance at all. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I just didn't really, didn't mean anything, but yeah. I knew who he was, though, too. You know? I saw that on uh, an episode of Roseanne she had, one, and mm-hmm. she named her son, at least on the show, after Jerry. Mm-hmm. And yep. Jerry Garcia. He was supposed to, why, we Googled it, because you had mentioned that, and he was supposed to play on the show, like, that week. But obviously um, he oh, couldn't, wow. because he died. But apparently she was a fan. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what else... No, later, no, life stories. You know, shape, you know, it's certain shaped. events that you don't ever expect, and in hindsight, you might not even think of now, but uh, they have shaped you. I still, who you are. I still think of it like when I go to festivals and stuff, like that night. Because it was one of those really hot um, New England nights, you know, it's like really humid, but it's like magic's in the air already. And then that, all these like yeah. people that were literally it was on a magic hot New England running night. around. <laughs> It was 95. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That, we should all write Standing on the beach. I was glad to be alive. <laughs> well, on that note, let's take a little break. Literal note. Literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it was a C-sharp. I'm not sure. <laughs> we, we will be back, rest assured. Craig Massey's a guy who really likes to tell stories and talk about himself mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. And it's time, it's time yet again. And I'd also like to add, he's wearing a yellow shirt. Take it away, Craig. Yellow, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Can I go home now? <laughs> yeah, no. You can go if you want. Um, well, as we do on the show, we tell stories, and I am, for better or worse, here to tell you yet another one about my life. This one... 
occurred when I was in college at a job I had while in college at a restaurant in Boston. Ba -bum, ba -bum. Yep. Um, and uh, if anyone who has waited tables, uh, which was my job at this, uh, this restaurant, knows that it's tough work. And a pain in the ass. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, some shifts are better than others. Turns you into a good tipper, though. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ultimately. Mm -hmm. All yep. of our friends yeah. are really good. You learn perspective. Yeah. yeah, I think. Um, but either way, the shifts are, are hard or easier than others, or whatever. You're always happy when you're right at the end of your shift. You got your, some cash in your pocket and you're ready to get out of there, especially if you're in college. But after on, you're done your side work. Of course. Of course you finish your side work. <laughs> Um, but it, that's always a great feeling. So this was at the end of this one shift I had. It was a you know a middle range shift. Didn't make too much money, but you know it wasn't a total bust. And but I was ready to get out of there. And then, of course, as is often the case when you're trying to get out of work, always, and you're a, wait, a waiter or a waitress, uh, you get one more table about five minutes before <laughs> yeah. your shift. It's ends. Every time. No fail. Uh-huh. Or especially if the store is closing. Yeah. Uh, and it's always like one... You yeah, know, five minutes from closing the door and locking it and yeah. somebody walks in. Yeah, some like, son of a bitch. Yep, yeah, some guy on a, on his first date and they're just trying to get one last salad. <laughs> and the cooks salad. look at you too. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Because they just clean off the whole oven top or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this... My shift happened to be the day shift, so okay, it wasn't... Right. Not, not so that. epic. However... The table that I did end up getting turns out to be one of the most epic tables I've heard of anyone having. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I, Jim knows this story, so um, but uh, but others might not. I'm thinking um, of a few I things know this could too. be, but let's uh, take it away. I, I think it's it's good if it's what I think it is. So. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, I'm gonna do my yeah, best yeah, to make yeah. it good if it's not. Um, so this table happened to be 14 blind people. Uh, That's yeah. the one I knew. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so feel free to help paint the picture with me and ask questions, and we'll try to make it humorous. Um, <laughs> we'll pick up your slack. Don't yes, worry. yes, please. No, <laughs> Mike, I always need Let's help. Let's do it. Um, so what happens when you have a table of 14 blind people? Uh, after, you get off your, after, after you get over your initial shock and then realize you've got to deal with this whole thing, you, what I did was lead them out to the, the, the area where we had enough room for you know 14 people and all in one train. So it was me in the front, and then you know a blind person behind me with their hand on my shoulder, and then another person behind them, and we all went in a train up in the back. Um, I helped them all sit down, get situated, and um, you know, uh, you know, just trying to do my best. I mean, like I don't think there's a, there's not a manual for this. It's not really. Yeah, I don't know what the protocol is for even one blind person. Really, usually their friend would probably just help them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you'd, yeah, not yeah, not uh, not a non-blind person in the party. Yeah, it's fourteen, <laughs> and only fourteen. <laughs> yeah, blind people. Yeah. How, I never thought of this. How did they find Uno? Um, well, there. I think there's a. I mean, they were all friends, and you know, they sometimes they would come in in smaller groups, and we would get you know like two or three. But this right. was, was like maybe you know, I don't know. No sound you know, insensitive. Maybe a blind person. Convention I was going to say, was there some sort or... of convention going on? I, there might have been. You know, yeah. This is um, a conference or whatever. You know? Yeah. You know, if we knew when masses of blind people would converge and how, you know, then I would have been I've never much a blind more person. prepared for what would happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know any blind people either. I've never known them. Mm -hmm. Which the matter couldn't find them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I told them I was wearing an orange shirt and never showed up. <laughs> 
stupid. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so I am trying to yeah. So I get everyone uh, sat down, uh, and we and then I find that we only have one braille menu. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I bring that over. I mean, I can't just like pass it from person to person. But luckily, a majority of them had been to this restaurant uh, before and uh, knew essentially what they wanted and were also really in the mood to get drinks. So they didn't need a menu for that. They knew what they wanted. So with the a, the group of uh, the 14 people, uh, each and every one of them was getting a drink. There was like mudslides, beers, Guinnesses. And it was just like just, just did one first round, like to you know to try to get them just comfortable and get them all a drink, and then you know get some waters out to them. And like really, no one was helping me at this point, which I found surprising. Like yeah, usually you get a little like little help here. Yeah, even if you get a table of not, you know, I mean, I guess like at this point it didn't really matter. I mean, they were sat had sat down and you know, and it wasn't didn't matter if they were blind or not. Right. right. Um, up until you know, up until this point, things might change later in the story. Um, so anyway, I got them their drinks, uh, and that was a, a trial, uh, just because it's always hard to get drinks at a, if you work at a bar or yeah. you know, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be mad at you, the bartenders, because they want to make their own money at their, you know, with their own customers. Um, and then they all started ordering, and you know, and we, I got their their orders in. They're all really nice and having a great time. And then they wanted a second round of drinks. And, you know, and then you know, the final their food comes out, and I, this is where I got a little bit of help. You know, some other servers came up and and uh, you know helped me at least get the food out to them. Yeah. And you know, I, this when you're a waiter, you I mean you got to, especially for a table that big, you got to keep track. You know, at least where all the food is going, is you don't yeah. want to like you know. Yeah. At this point, I would have to call it out. Like no one, they couldn't see the food coming. Yeah, the like, Chinese oh, chicken fine. salad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, got that. So I tried to keep it all organized as possible. Um, which for me uh, is not very organized. <laughs> so I was like kind of freaking out at this point still. like So it was after like their second round of drinks. So they're now getting drunk, you know, in, in fine, like eating their food. So we, some people helped me out to get it to them. And uh, and they were chilling out for, for a while longer, another half hour, 20 minutes or so. And then they wanted another round of drinks. Like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, like, they're not... What it, again, not to sound insensitive, but I mean, you know, to add another impairment. Right. <laughs> well, the thing is, since wasted. they don't have the sense of sight, maybe they have the sense of sobriety. <laughs> Their added yeah. ability. But, you know, hey, you know, blind or not, you all want to let loose. So, of course, yeah. So, uh, Especially when you're in, who knows? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And no. you're blind. <laughs> yeah. Give me a drink. I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if, what time of the year this was. It might have been really cold out in February. Like, oh, you just want to stay inside, especially on that Boylston Street. Ooh. Yeah, it's got some. The wind, wind. isn't it windy there? Oh, Boylston Street. Why did it wind? I, that's weird. I think the building was really was like gym. a wind tunnel. Yeah. Also, Tremont Street down there too. Oh, that, yeah. Tremont Street was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I got so good. I was a smoker then, but I got good enough at lighting a match and getting a cigarette um, lit that I could do that in the wind. Like I just had this system to do it. Um, I have since quit smoking, as we well know. <laughs> yeah. so, but I was a good cigarette lighter upper. Um, anyway, uh, 14 Very blind people, drunk, me near uh, at the end of my shift, not wanting to be there, still trying to help them out. Not a lot of people helping me out. Uh, we get them their last round of drinks, and then I'm like, oh, I'm like nearing the end. And this is like two hours later after yeah. I was supposed to leave. Why didn't someone just take the table when they started? Why didn't they just, no one? I mean, no, no one wanted. No, no it one wanted the. Yeah, it's scared true. of it, you know. Um, so they were scared. Craig said. 
<laughs> well, at least, I mean, like, unsure. They didn't want to deal with the hassle. Like, you know, it, and, uh, and then, of course, you know, the, another one of the things you never want to hear on a big party, what you didn't expect, um, is at the end of their meal, <laughs> after they had their last drink, they say, oh, yeah, and we'd all like separate checks, please. And that's when I really lost uh, it. <laughs> like, I just go up to, like, the register and the touch screen, like, trying to figure out, like, looking at my unorganized notes and just going, like, ah! like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, yeah, it's, it'd be a pain in the ass if you knew that going into it. Yeah. Now you have to do it, and you have to remember, like, okay, yeah. this gentleman <laughs> yeah, had, like, you know, the, oh, God. the orange chicken salad. And he also had, you know, a syrup and crab fondue for and, the appetizer. And, and five margaritas. Quarter, yeah, <laughs> oh, to man. Um, so that took literally took another half hour to figure out as they were finishing up their, their last drinks. Um, and I, you know, get out the 14 books with the with the bills in it try to keep that all organized as much as i could get them out to everyone you know like i just assigned each person a number right. in my head and like okay this is just going around the three tables that they were filling up in the back of the restaurant to get them uh you know just so they would know and then like half of them paid with cash so then i would go through one person and go, okay so you owe you know 30 something dollars and then they would hand me like a like just whatever money they had and then I would count it out, and like, so okay, so I'm taking forty dollars out of here. If you'd yep. like to leave a tip or whatever, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And then they they knew that. Did you take advantage of? The I didn't. Not no. Being no. Able to, okay. That's just that's the stealing, Greg. Well, because that's but, when you'd find out they're not actually blind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. What is it? It's an elaborate ruse, some sort of mystery shot <laughs> like situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Uno's Corporation actually does this to make sure that each employee is like, you know, <laughs> we're gonna put them to the trial. Yeah. But at the end, he's going to be a better person. <laughs> That's the real reason we do this. <laughs> this is a story he's going to want to tell his kids. <laughs> um, so uh, I go through cash, and then uh, some people pay with their credit card. So then I you know, put their credit card through, um, you know, bring it out to the machine, then bring it back to them so they can sign it. And I just guide their hand, they yeah. sign it, and then they type in, or they told me what, I want, what they wanted to leave me for a tip. And I guess maybe two and a half hours later, you know, we got them all back out in one... Another train uh, going out. Uh, you brought out them to the, the train. World. Oh no! And like then another <laughs> train. Yeah, I'm slow. No, I did not bring them to the train. Uh, <laughs> once they to, like, left the, the restaurant, uh, I was not in charge of them anymore. <laughs> so not that I was really in charge. So of them you all. thought? <laughs> um, uh, it was not. I was. It wasn't part of my conscience. Once they left yeah. that door. And uh, turned out to be a pretty, uh, you know, I made maybe like 150 bucks or something. Oh, like so they weren't, they weren't, they weren't, uh, they weren't stingy. They, they no, realized very generous, very generous and very nice. Right. It's just the fact it just that difficult. it was, yeah, it was just the, just the kind of table that you never expect uh, at a time where you don't want a table at all. Yeah, that's and, yeah, not, and we're not even talking. Like, it was, it's a bummer when you get that extra two top and they're there for 45 minutes after you. Like that sucks. Yeah. It's two and a half hours of, like, maybe the hardest table you ever yeah, had. Yeah, you get an extra, yeah, like, it's two top. It's like, well, it's easy. I'll just get them what they want, and yeah, then whatever. I can just chill out, like. Hey, you just need to dicking around talking to people. You know? Yeah. yeah and mean, then, but this one was like, no, you've got another two and a half hours of the most, like, you know, uh, the most stressful work tables yeah, two and half, that, two and that half you'll hour. have. Um, but, uh, you know, it all turned out well, but, and uh, and I, I can't think of any, I mean, I'm sure that other people have other crazy stories of people they've, they've waited on, and but I haven't, uh, uh, this is one of the best ones that I've heard. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be my story. I chased someone out of the restaurant once when I was yeah, a waiter because they didn't leave a tip, but they were the same. They, they were like there was a couple, and they each had like two drinks, an appetizer, and a meal. And I thought I did a good job. 
waiting on tables. And mm-hmm. at that point, it was like the end of my Chili's days back in Boston in Copley, mm-hmm. which is right near, who knows. Yeah. And uh, it was in the mall, and they didn't tip, so I, you know, was pissed off. So I ran through the mall, caught up with them, mm-hmm. with my apron on still, and I said, excuse me. <laughs> and they said, yeah. I said, um, well, next time you come in, I just want to know what I did wrong tonight so, you know, that I can do it properly next time. And then he said, what are you talking about? You were fine. I go, oh, you didn't leave me a tip. And they said, oh, well, it's because we didn't have enough money. We didn't have any more money. Oh. I go to a restaurant. Yeah, you don't go out to much. eat then. Yeah. They yeah. paid with the credit card. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I said, oh, okay, so next time you come in, there's nothing I can do. I said, by the way, we're only paid like $2.30 an hour, and this is how I made yeah, my it was money. even less. So yeah. I was just like, I just wanted to let you know. And I totally could have got fired for it because yeah. it's like a little inappropriate. But I, yeah, at that point, bit. I was just kind of like, you know what? This is retarded. Because I sometimes you know, like, oh, sh- I didn't really wait on them well. I, yeah, you know, I was busy like, and I was crazy. It's like, yeah, I'm like, like well, fucked up. Though. But yeah, when you yeah, leave you know, zero, it's, like, it's kind of like a kick in the face, especially when you think you did a good job and you were like, you know, let them right. have a nice night out. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of proud of myself. Maybe and maybe they learned their lesson. Maybe after that they tipped. I would hope. They probably didn't. Those people are just, that's just a jerky thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Jerky yeah. and ignorant. And it wasn't like they were kids. They were adults. Mm-hmm. I found a couple times, I... It didn't happen every time, but there were. I had a few tables where I really thought I wasn't going to get anything, and then those are some of the best tips mm-hmm. I got. Totally. Like, there was one dude in particular that was super demanding. I like, sent stuff back all these times, and like, then I fucked something up, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, I mean, I don't even blame this guy. He just walks out. Like, like the cook screwed up his order or one of the things. Mm-hmm. It was just like really bad. Then he left me like a $30 tip. It was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, cool. Like, thank yeah. you. Yeah, sometimes it's just good maybe, people. Maybe people or know they're that. assholves. They're like, hey, I'm an asshole, but I'm, I pay for it. Maybe that's like in the back of their mind. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, not not Chili Man. The other guy. Yeah. Maybe I'll save that for yeah. another time. Another, Some, some other day. anecdote, yeah. I saw a dude at Uno's eat an entire appetizer and an entire regular Chicago deep dish. Mm-hmm. And it was, I actually told him, like, wow, that's really impressive. Like, I was like, I, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to condescend to you, but I'm pretty blown away that he did that, sir. I like, like, I, I like It was a plate of nachos in a full, the Chicago, what the hell, the one with the sausage, like the uh, Chicago classic, full, no, regular height, yeah. ate them both, all by himself. Unbelievable. Wow. There was a guy, probably about maybe, yeah, maybe in early 20s, uh, I was waiting on him and his buddy, you know, they had some beers and each got like a big, uh, big pizza, like the full yeah. size one. And he had one slice left when I came back over, and, he, and I and I was like, "Dude, you got to finish that." He was like, "What? Well, it was huge." I'm like, "I know, but I've never seen anyone finish it. So if you're this close, you got to do it." He's like, "Okay, give me a few more minutes," and he did. He finished it up. And I was like, "All yeah, right." That, those regular sized pizza there, it, that is a fucking accomplishment. By the way, those yeah. of you who've been to Pizzeria Uno, it is so heavy. It's like eating like. Five pounds of pizza. I can really go for one, actually. Yeah, me too, actually. It's been a really yeah. long time. Yeah. Hey, God bless America, right? Yeah. Did you guys ever eat, like, off people's plate? I know that sounds gross. I ate a couple of french fries here and there. Yeah. After I, busted, for sure. Yeah, and it's gross, but it was kind of like, well, untouched, too. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's whatever. the thing. It's like, I, at Grassfields, which was a restaurant I worked in high school, and, you know, if there was, like, two people out to dinner, and then they had a plate of potato skins, and two or three were left, it's not like they touched them, and I would eat. Them. Yeah, I ate a couple slices of pizza here and there too. They were just sort of left behind. I was like, yeah, yeah. fuck it, like, no, whatever. You, you know, know. run out of money and you're in college. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I always felt a little grody, but all the yeah. other waiters did too. We, we we all kind of did it real quick. I know, because <laughs> like, you didn't no, want anyone to that, right? see you do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> you're like we all saw each other do it though. I mean, it was, 
Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, like there were certain times I would go in for a shift and I would, I would make no money or make like one dollar. Yeah, right. You know, it's not like, even worth your time. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, you know what? Uh, I will. I'll maybe steal some breadsticks or like some croutons. In the oh, I, so I, I dipped those eat. croutons in the honey mustard. That was like mm. my crack. <laughs> that was. Oh yeah. I'm sure That's it was like good. probably like you know like. 200 calories a pop each one that went into it was just the most butteriest like vile bread dipped in probably like the most fattiest possible dip they had yeah but we were like you know we had we had to we're walking around didn't have cars yeah you know and we yeah. had to have something to burn we yeah i didn't gain a bunch of weight i lived in la yeah, like, I just, yeah. anyway yeah. well yeah. learn a lot about old, people old jobs old times oh yeah i guess uh, we'll take a old break as yeah, we often do good. that All sounds right. good to me thanks for listening you're welcome. <laughs> we might not be in school anymore, but we still have a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. That's and true. What did we learn today, guys? Hmm. Well, I guess you never know where life's going to lead you. You never know who's going to affect your life. I don't know. I mean, like, and and blind, blind people tip really well. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. we found this out. I would say that, you know, based on that that sample study, I would say blind people tip really well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, you know, not a that's more than the average focus group, I would say. So that's a Yeah, cuz how many yeah, people? It's a moderate sample. They're nice. And you could take those people, that would probably be representative of thousands of people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, blind people are good tippers. And there's Car- a stereotype for you, yeah, right? That's, that's a good stereotype. <laughs> yeah. And Carly Detterman deserves an award or something. Yeah, well, what, maybe well, her reward is being a mother today on Mother's Day. I th- she is a mother. No, there you go. Yep. Happy Mother's Day, Carly Detterman. I know you're hearing this. Probably not. Maybe if <laughs> it's she, probably she days just, later, but that, that's okay. Maybe if eventually down the road you guys keep doing this, and then you have follow up stories, maybe I'll have a nice follow up. I would mm-hmm. love to do that. That's a, that's actually a good idea. Having like check back in. Like, mm-hmm. what if Eric is like, I ended up talking to the hamster, <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> Here's the update. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. yeah, previous episode, episode number three, I believe. Three, was, yes. If you want to know what that's referencing, I'm sure. Yeah, Erica Goslin. Anyway, um, well, I mean, like, I feel like I, I feel like there's more lessons to be learned, especially with what Greg had said. You know, it's about about people affecting your life. You know, well, this is sort of not really a lesson, but something I was thinking about yesterday. Just about almost like the impressions, or like putting things in perspective of being a kid and being an mm-hmm. adult. And bear with me. I was at I was at this thing. Actually, Rebecca Pontius, who was in, I believe, episode six or uh, we have to look again. But mm-hmm. she does this thing a called good, a great episode. Yeah, she does a thing called Field Day, which is basically almost like being a kid again. It's like grade school Field Day again, except it's all people late twenties, early thirties getting drunk out in a field doing tug of war and stuff. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there was this girl there, and I realized she looked a lot like my dad's younger brother's friend Pam. This is a woman I haven't seen in probably like 15 years or something. But I remember it was one of his friends when I was really little. And then I was just thinking, oh, that's kind of funny. She kind of looks like her. And then this one guy had his little like two-year-old son at the field day. And I was realizing like the last time I saw Pam, I was probably like five years old. And then I was realizing like with the age difference between like my dad, I think I think he was 30 when I was born. And then like, how much younger my Uncle Steve was. I was like, oh, my God. Like this girl is how old Pam was. When mm-hmm. I remembered meeting her, and it was like I had this one of the this total mind fuck. Mm-hmm. We're like, whoa! Yeah, like yeah. it's just like holy shit. It's like that was almost like you know I've had this revelation before, but it's like my parents are real people. You know, it's like 
it was like meeting my uncle's friends. It was like he was still unmarried, I think. And like his wife now was his girlfriend and his was his circle of friends, like the exact life we're living now. Yeah. It's like really strange to think about. But anyway, they yeah, oh, even like a you know a first grader looking uh, at an eighteen year old. It's like the, the, oh, they're the ancient, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freshman high school is like the oldest. It's, wow, mm-hmm. you have money. You actually work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, you live, you learn. You get bigger, get older. My, my mom's not necessarily mom, smarter. No, but you, no. I think hopefully. you get. I think you get. I think maybe you get wiser, but I don't think I think you might get more stupid. Yeah, because wisdom doesn't says <laughs> wisdom isn't equal to intelligence. I think oh, no. you know, it, but wisdom is important. No, oh, yes, I've it, learned that not today you know, necessarily, hey, but hey, hey. fool me once, <laughs> shame on me. Fool me twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, wait. Uh oh, I don't know. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. Ah. Uh, that's well, interesting. That was a a, a, a a W quote, but told in the voice of senior. That's and then I said, "Wouldn't be prudent." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just the kind of perspective I have. <laughs> See, wisdom does not include intelligence. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Dana Carvey as George Bush <laughs> as Bill Clinton. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what did you, did you learn anything, Greg? Beyond what you said, do you want to get anything off your chest? Well, I've been meaning to tell you both. No. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it, you know. No. Well, I have something I want to get off my chest. If you want to send us an email, it's oldmenonthemountain at gmail.com. And if you want to look us up on Twitter, it's at oldmenpodcast. And you should definitely look up our Facebook because we put pictures of everybody and it's fun. Mm-hmm. And also, as we said last week, if you subscribe to this podcast in iTunes and do not see the image of the podcast in your little thing, you're on the wrong subscription. You need to go back to the iTunes store and find the AAC one and not the MP3 one. That mm-hmm. is all. That's my nerd update of the week. You have two weeks left, and we will not be uploading them as MP3s anymore. Mm-hmm. I usually listen to it on Craig's blog. Is that bad? No, nope, that's good. That's just, that's, that's just fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, thanks for visiting the blog. Of course. Now, somebody told me yesterday the Facebook page did not have a direct link to the podcast, but I thought for sure that I had put it there, so I have to go double-check. Yeah. I thought in the info... I know I I'm, I'm an administrator, but you're in charge of that. Okay. And I'm in charge of updating the Tumblr, which I do. You do do that. Mm-hmm. Diligently, I might mm-hmm. add. But I'd like to thank you for putting that all that information out, Jim. Luckily, it was clear, succinct, and I think if people were really listening, they'd get it. I think... I would... One would hope if someone was listening, they would <laughs> at least put pen to paper and write write that down. Or maybe they typed it into their little, uh, typed it into the, the bar in Firefox as we spoke. Maybe. Perhaps. I said it a little quickly. But they could rewind it. That's the thing. That's I the think, miracle. I think we're fine, yeah. Okay. Do you keep this blog to people in their 20s? No. No. Not at all. Actually, my friend Bonnie wants to do it, and she's not in her 20s at all. Well, I have my friend Bonnie. I buy most of her clothes. My roommate Allison, who you both know, mm-hmm. a bit, um, her mom heard that I was doing this, and she said that she loves both of you and that she would totally do a phoner. So Ooh. eventually down the road, I said yeah, you needed well, girls. We don't have a way. Technology is there, but we, we will. So I thought I would throw that. it out there. Yeah, but if we have a way to do it on the phone, we will. Because our friend Allison wants to do it too. Although Allison is visiting in July, and she will obviously be on the podcast. She's visiting, like yeah. Allison. Allison, Allison Hiley. Hiley. Yes, looking forward to that one. That's I haven't seen her in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, we're, I would love to keep Jean on making on these. Yeah, shows. I thought you if I was like, you could do like the ten lessons of life because she has fun. She does have she has funny stories. Hey, Jean. Jean. <laughs>
Maybe Jean's listening right now. Maybe, Maybe. you inspired her to download it. Jean! Jean! Jean Parmesan! I think we did a good job today. I think so. I think we did God's work. Thanks for having me over and buying these Red Seal eels. Hey, you're welcome. You know, only the classiest were the Old Men on the Mountain podcast guests. Only the best. Mm-hmm. Simply the best. <laughs> All right. Uh, come on, Shay, friends. Thank you again for, for visiting and listening. And uh, I think that's all I got. Yeah, no hand. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be seeing you next week. Yep. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye.